Welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast, where we learn how successful drone entrepreneurs launch their businesses so you can too. And now, your host, David Young. Hey, everybody, welcome to the Drone to 1K podcast. This is your host, David Young. Yes, same guy as the last five episodes. I am still here, still recording people. Uh, thank you so much for tuning in to episode six with Robert Cohenkamp from Aerial Look. Uh, I'm not going to give away much of the interview, but again, just a couple highlights. Uh, this is another, you know, we try to get different people from different perspectives. So I feel like I say this every time, like, well, this is a new different person, different interview, but uh, it's true. So Robert is a little bit more focused on scaling up rather than just being a one-man show operation. He's really trying to build a business that brings in all facets of drones, but also other technology to leverage things for his clients. I know that's kind of vague, but I don't want to give it away. You'll hear more about it in the podcast. Uh, but he's expanded to do work in multiple countries, which I thought was really cool. And he's got some great advice for how to make sure you're delivering something that the client wants and not just saying, hey, cool, I'll fly my drone, take some pictures, here you go. Uh, but really understanding um, how to educate them, how to deliver something that sets you apart and allows you to grow your business. Uh, so it sound, it was really cool talking to him and hearing his story. Um, again, I know I say that every time, but it's true. I really love hearing um, how everyone starts and the different facets of their business because everyone's taking a different approach. And so I know I learned a lot of things um, talking to each individual. And so I hope that you guys enjoy this and get a lot out of it. We've been getting good feedback so far from the podcast. So um, keep sending it in. Again, on iTunes, uh, I've been seeing some of you guys leave reviews, which is super helpful and super appreciative. I am super appreciative of that. Um, so if you are enjoying these, go to iTunes. We have the link in our um, either the email that you got or a link in the show notes. Just click it. If you want to write a comment, that's great. If not, just you know, hit five stars if you like it. Um, if you really hate it and you want the world to know, you can give it a one star. I would appreciate it if you did not do that. Maybe just shoot me an email and be like, hey, David, here's why I think this podcast stinks. But, um, you know, it's America to each his own. So, uh, yeah, let's dive in. Uh, I'm not going to blabber on anymore. So here is Robert Cohenkamp with Aerial Look. All right. So, everyone, welcome to the podcast. I have Robert um, on the line with us today. Robert, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Why don't you tell us kind of who you are and a little bit about yourself and, and your work. No problem, David. Thank you so much for having us. Um, so my name is Robert Konekamp. I'm the CEO and founder of Aerial Look. We've been in business for five years come January of this year. And, you know, we got into the drone business pretty early in the game. And we really started as kind of a drone manufacturer, research developer. We were developing software and hardware. And in order to fund that, I had been in real estate years prior. And I thought that this would be a great tool for the realtors to show off real estate. So, and we had these drones we were building and they had cameras on them, like GoPros, no gimbals, but you know, cameras. So started flying around some houses, charging like a hundred bucks for a video and kind of took off, um, no pun intended. And, um, it went from, you know, just doing a couple of houses in a week to getting, you know, five or 10 houses in a day to shoot wow. and doing that, you know, weekly. And so it was great because I wanted to generate revenue to, you know, continue our research and development. Um, but at the same time, it posed a bit of a problem just because it started to take resources away from that research and development because we had to keep customers happy and, 
you know, so we saw a business model, so we had to pivot. So we basically pivoted in to doing drone videography, photography. Gotcha. And, you know, we started to find that, you know, this is awesome. I said, you know, we could take this drone because it has a gimbal on it and because of the, you know, the views that it can get. I mean, this can help reduce the cost of content creation for so many different industries and individuals that we just need to figure out a way to make it affordable to implement. Because a lot of drone operators, you know, in the beginning, you can get a thousand, fifteen hundred, two thousand, five thousand dollars. I mean, you name it, people are getting ridiculous amounts of money to fly a drone. But just being in business for as long as I have and understanding the economy and ecosystems, you know, I said, hey, you know, I always like to be um, at a place in the market where I don't want to come in too high, nor do I want to come too low. I want to be the best possible product and service and quality for the most affordable price. Um, and I feel like technology allows that to be implemented, that method or mythology to be implemented um, more now than ever. And so with that, I said, okay, well, you've got these drone videos, but in real estate, you know, no one wants to pay the, the fees that they, um, you know, the NFL or CNN or any of those larger organizations will pay to fly a drone. And so we were really at a point where if we want to change the way you experience real estate, and that was kind of the goal from the beginning, mm -hmm. was how do we utilize this technology to enhance how you experience real estate? So we said, okay, um, you know, let's try to make a, an affordable drone video. Let's create processes that streamline the process so that, you know, a drone operator could show up and within 30 minutes have photos and a video and be on to the next one. And by doing that, we could scale up in volume. We could, instead of pay by the job, pay salaries, and we could just utilize that you know, business model to see what other industries work for it. Yeah. And so over the years, um, you know, we started with drone, but then I said, Hey, we got to get into the interior. So the drone's great for the exterior, but what about the interior? And we, we shot some drone stuff with an interior. Like the, one of the first houses we shot completely with the Phantom four or Phantom three pro was uh, a $50 million listing in um, Bel Air mm, cool. and just shot the whole entire video with the drone. And they had somebody already, they spent about 13 grand to have a video shot beforehand. But what we wanted to do was we were, we started a company in China um, so that it would help. You know, there was a few reasons starting the company in China. One being able to help us acquire more business because people wanted to get access to China. So we felt like, hey, if we could be the business that offers you access to China, you're more inclined to do business with us. And so we started this company in China and we came back to the States and we got a bunch of big clients like Michael Jackson's Neverland Ranch and Michael Jordan's Chicago State and Tommy Hilfiger's penthouse in New York City. Cool. And we took those houses and got a bunch of, you know, publicity over in China and, you know, started to sell real estate in China via drones and virtual reality. Yeah. And so um, we went to that house and as a drone and I was like, hey, man, I want to get this in China. And but the video that you guys shot and I was bullshitting. I didn't want them. I wanted them to use my own video, not a video that they'd give me that somebody else shot. So I was like, we, you know, I'm going to shoot it a different way. It's for the Chinese you know, consumer. So it has to be done differently. And so they said, okay, come in and shoot it. So I went in there not really knowing what I was getting into um, and not flying drones for too long. But um, I got there. It was a beautiful house. And I spent all day and night there just shooting video with the drone, flying through the house, you know, using it as a gimbal. And we produced a great video. And so after that moment, I got to see how powerful, you know, the drone could be in just cinematography as a whole. So um, we started to focus on, you know, streamlining that, but as well as adding an interior spec. Um, that's yeah. what's like 3D and, you know, virtual reality. And so that's kind of where we're at now is, you know, we do a lot of different things. You know, we work with a lot of builders and developers and we have several different sectors that are going to go into different verticals. But, um, you know, at the base of it, it's drones and, you know, virtual reality and the drone can be done. It can create virtual reality in addition to the cameras that we um, employ. Cool. 
now um let i'm curious now at the beginning you were saying that you guys started off as kind of a drone uh manufacturer and research almost what what was that like how long did you guys uh mess with that and tinker with that for and, and kind of what was what was going on there so we have a genius cto same as james and you know james has worked with american express de la rue um a lot of banking security but he's a he's a basic hacker right and you know he has all these great ideas and we have these ideas and he's like you know the guy who can make it happen so we were sitting around thinking about all the applications for drones and i was like hey you know i think that it'd be very valuable to have a drone with a tool belt and the tool belt could be switched out per use so we would have like a tool belt for law enforcement a tool belt for agriculture a tool belt for real estate and so forth um and we were more along, along the lines of like we were watching precision tune because they were in the game at the same time and you know they were we go out, we actually shot some video for them so we would see how they operated and see how they'd have to have a, a flyer and a um you know a watcher go out and you know we saw like only they could fly the drones and we just didn't see any scalability of it for it at all we said hey listen you know the only way that this is going to be scalable is if you get a you know go to um uh rotor rather than a fixed ring fixed wing uh -huh. and that's what they started out with and so you know we were like hey well this rotor with um four rotors on is going to go a lot farther and uh, longer in terms of and lower to the ground than what we need you know the, the fixed wing you have to do a lot of maneuvering to get it to fly at certain angles and to, to get it to operate the way that it would make sense for the um, for the application yeah and so we said all right so for the agriculture we were using um james had some experience with uh cognex which is a commercial like camera smart camera and um you know basically it scans documents as they pass by and mm -hmm. it, with utilizing machine learning it'll tell you oh this document's bad like for american express would use it for billing statements or microsoft would use it for their security certificates mm. and so we said this is great technology and james knew a lot about it because he was implementing it for microsoft and de la rue and american express and so forth so we're like hey how can we bring this over to you know agriculture and so we said all right well you know we know what a um you know plant looks like at every stage of a disease so if we can upload all the different plants that we would focus on at the stages and the disease that they were experiencing then you know we could create machine learning algorithms that would allow the drone to fly over the the field and um, analyze the field and based off of the imagery be able to tell us what's going on where we should water more where should we, where should we water less what kind of diseases were going on yeah. um and so we got into that and then we we built the drone for we, we were talking to bandwidth at the time which is like a, a wireless company and we came up with a, like a comms drone, which would, you know, go up in the natural, you know, FEMA disaster area. And it would basically provide um, a cellular tower, like a flying yeah. cellular tower. Mm -hmm. um, for it. And so we did that as well. And it was really cool. And this was all fun, but it was all very um, cash intensive. Yeah. And at the what, time, you know, I have other companies. What year was this? Or like what? This was in time? 14. Oh, okay. 2014. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, so it was a matter of we always wanted to do what we could do. And we always, we were very scrappy. and. We got it done, but it always become, you know, very expensive at the end of the day. And so that's why we kind of switched over to the, you know, drone videography and utilizing the drone, right? Yeah. You know, utilizing it to do videography, utilizing it to, you know, fly and look for people. I mean, and there's so many different um, use cases, I'm, as I know you're aware. Yeah, yeah, It yeah. looks like you guys are planning for those use cases, which is very smart. So I'm very yes. impressed with that. So, so as you guys get into, okay, you know, we're going to just work on, you know, doing more drone services instead of on the research and kind of prototyping area. Um, so you're focusing, are you guys focusing, sounds like you're focusing pretty strictly on, on real estate or a, at least you were kind of towards the beginning of that pivot? So to be honest with you and 
Yeah, so this is where it's at. It's um, The drone in the beginning was used, oh, we just shoot real estate. That's what it's for. You know, mm-hmm. take it out, shoot real estate, charge money for it. But then as you become more enamored into the industry, you start to see that, oh, wait a second, the drone is just a part of the toolkit. You know, you can call yourself a drone company, but really it's a media co- a content creation company or a media company or an advertising company. And you're just utilizing these tools in your tool set yep. to benefit your clients, right? right? You know, I'm a big service business guy because I feel that if you can build the service, then you build a market. And what a lot of ha- times happens is software developers develop a software and they don't have a market yet. Mm-hmm. So all that money is spent in marketing and, and trying to get users where if you start the service first, you don't have to spend as much money to get the business because you offer a, a valuable service. And as long as you provide customer service and a superior quality product, they're going to come to you and they're going to continue to utilize you. And with that, you're building a market share. And with that market share, you then control things. So you think that as a service, you know, let's say you're, you're just starting a drone company. You're like, Oh man, you know, I want to be with those big guys. I want to be up with precision tune or, you know, drone deploy or whatever it might be. And they, they don't think it's possible because like, well, I'll never get there. I'm just shooting drones. You know, I'm flying houses and so forth. And the fact of the matter is, is that entering the drone market in the housing industry is probably the best place to enter it, not right. financially or profitability wise, but for the simple fact that you're going to build a market. You're going to meet people. The realtors are going to tell their friends about you. You know, the realtors have more friends than, that are not in real estate. And everybody talks about the drone. You know, when, whenever you take it out, we can all agree that everybody's walking up to you asking what you're doing. Yeah. Like, and oh, so cool. the service, tell me, tell me about that. Oh, exactly. Let me look, let me exactly. look. Oh, let me get your number. Yeah. yeah. Or, Hey, would you fly my kid's soccer game? Or, um, Hey, we have an event going on out at SAS. Would you come out and fly it? You know, stuff like that. I mean, so many opportunities have come from just being out with the drone. So yep. doing it in real estate allows you to get out with the drone more because yeah. there's more houses to shoot. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then it also puts you in front of a larger client base. Yep. And so you're constantly in front of a client base that's always, always growing and then you're building a market share. Then let's say GoPro comes out with the Karma and they failed miserably, but let's say that you were, you know, hold a market share. Well, you could say, well, everybody uses DJI, but I use the Karma and I could probably get the same, um, you know, quality out of the Karma. I may not like it because I'm brand loyal to DJI, but if I go to Karma and say, hey, Karma, you know, we're Aerial Look. We do business all over the world. We have operators all over the world and we want to utilize your drone. I think I could probably get a partnership with Karma. And I think that I could boost my name and the company up to the levels that you would hear when you think about precision tune and drone deploy and all those other ones. Right. And so you utilize the service industry to build the market. Once you have the market, you control things. And everybody thinks that you have to create the technology to control things. And that's far from it. So utilize the drone industry to create a market. Well, I utilize the drone industry and I created a market for builders and new developers. They got introduced to me because we could fly drones. But then I started to see the massive amounts of money that was on the table. And I started to come up with all these products and services that were tailor fitted to the builders and new developers. Now we do business with the biggest developers and builders in the world in Dubai and China and U S and Europe, you know? Yeah, it's great. And, and, and best believe very rarely are we taking out the drone anymore. You know, most of the projects we're taking on, we're, (laughs) I'm sending, I've got teams and render houses and we're just doing renderings and CGI animation, but it all came from that drone. We use the drone to get the market share. But once we acquired the market share, it led to future opportunities that, you know, revenue opportunities that yeah. were outside the drone industry. You know, yeah, places, it'll take you places you never thought you would go. Yeah. No, so that's anybody awesome. who's in the drone industry now is very smart because it's going to take them places that they would never have gone before, depending on how hard, how hard they want to hustle. Sure, and sure. I, this industry is so cool that you don't even have to hustle that hard and you can still do well. Yeah. Well, I think it's just a misconception that a lot of people have there. They'll say, oh, this, you know, you hear a lot of times people complaining, oh, the drone market is just so flooded with pilots and blah, 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 and this and that. I mean, 
yeah, there's a lot of people with 107s, but that doesn't mean there's a lot of people who know what they're doing in the drone industry. You know what I mean? So, so much of the other people yeah, have I mean, success boils down to actually being able to have a viable business and having business skills rather than just being knowing how to, you know, turn on a drone and put it in the, in the air. Anybody can do that, honestly. So, um, well, no, like, the joy of having a drone is, is that you have it in your trunk or your passenger seat and you're driving around and you see a development. You take the drone out. It takes you 15 minutes. You shoot the development. You go home, you take another 15 minutes, pull together some clips, throw a logo up, put it over some music. You send it as a gift to the builder or developer. I've done that so many times in the span of five years, mm. and it's led to so much business. So awesome. having that drone, you don't have to try hard. You literally could not have any clients. You just have to be creative. You have to say, yeah. hey, you know, this is a development. It's going up. These guys could definitely appreciate you know, uh, progression developments, right? And yeah. I could probably sell them for 275 a month. And I could probably add drone deploy and do 3D maps for another 150 a month. The next thing you know, I got one developer who's got 10 developments going on and they all last a year or longer. So now I've just set myself up with a revenue stream that's paying me X dollars per month times developments and it's one customer. That's awesome. Yeah. You know, we have tons of those clients. We take one pilot, he goes out in a week and he makes $1,500 or $2,000 shooting six or seven or eight different properties and maps. It takes them about an hour to two for each property. And they're all pretty much in the same you know, environment in the same area because it's all new construction development. So you you're just yeah. focus on growing areas. No, that's awesome. Yeah, that's great. That's a great idea. Now, now, so you guys, so are you, sounds like you guys are a pretty decent sized company. Now you have multiple pilots. Like how big are you? Like you have several different pilots flying for you. Like tell us a little about your company now. Okay. So we kind of do things a bit differently. We have, you know, we do things in-house and then of course we subcontractor. You know, sure. and so we've got our in-house. So in our, our in-house markets are Miami to Palm Beach, mm-hmm. Charlotte, Raleigh. Then we have DC. Then we have Connecticut, Jersey, and New York City. So you guys and are that's all where them. we have. Yeah, well, to to an extent. So, and then we have an office, you know, Hong Kong, Shenzhen, and then Dubai. And so, and that's where our operations span in-house. Mm-hmm. And, but out of you know, outside of that, we can take on work anywhere in the world because we've strategically built a network of drone operators and 3d operators that span in the thousands across the world. That's awesome. And so a lot of these people we've set up preferred rates with. And so, um, which is not the easiest thing to do because a lot of times you talk to a drone operator who hasn't seen what you've seen and they're just, in, you know, interested in, Hey, you know, I'm my rate's 500 bucks or it's a thousand bucks or I only do half days or full days. Yeah. And that mentality is great and it works but it, it doesn't work in every industry. And so I tell you, if you're in real estate, get out of that mentality. It's never going to work. It might work for a little bit. You can focus on the big houses. I say start in the real estate industry, but work your way to get out of the real estate industry. Yeah, um, Or you every, set up a scalable opportunity. Yeah, uh, it's like it's funny. I, almost almost every person who we've, who we've had on the podcast so far has said almost the exact same thing. They're like, well, real estate's really easy to get into, but you know, it's hard to work with realtors sometimes and you know, get paid. So good opportunity to start so off, in, but then you can kind of transition transition out of it into things that are a little bit more uh you know a little bit more value or i don't want to say more value add but just seem to work a little bit better for everyone pay more. involved yeah so exactly you know but i, I don't want to you know talk too bad about real estate because a lot of our revenue is generated from real estate and yeah, this, sure. this is what we did to make it so it was valuable for us right we right, said right. okay we're not going directly to the realtors i will not go directly to a realtor yes we have some realtors that call us up they've been clients for us for four or five years and they're going to get our service but best believe you'll never catch us marketing directly to one realtor because that's a waste of my time i don't want to go talk to that realtor and ask them for money 
Yep. I don't I have time to negotiate with them and I don't have enough time to deal with their bullshit. So what I do is I go directly to the firm, you know, so the chief marketing officer and I say, listen, you guys need this content. I don't let them ask me for it. I tell them that they need it. That's the, that's what a lot of these people don't understand is that, you know, we're a younger generation. We get to see things that they didn't. They get to see things that we didn't. When you combine that, you create a hybrid, but you have to go in and create that hybrid because they're already thinking in their old mindset. So they're not accepting what you come up to say, unless you come with, you know, uh, you have to be, you know, very pushy about it. You have to say, listen, you exactly. You got to have the confidence and you got to tell them, Hey, listen, you know, we're in a content driven marketplace in society. And the only way to stay relevant is to, you know, create content, um, in real estate, people are looking for the best user experience. Whoever provides it is going to win. So if you provide the best user experience by providing drone photos and videos, that's more information than any other listing that provides just photos on the ground. Then there's your ad value add. And Hey, listen, you know, I know that you're spending 150 bucks on photos. So from now on, you're going to get five drone photos because that's all you really need from the exterior. And we'll do the 3d tour and pull the photos for free from the 3d tour. And then you're going to do, you're going to give me a minimum of 50 listings a month. Gotcha. And those are the types of deals I work. Yeah. You know, so yeah. I get minimums and we don't pay, but get paid by the realtor. We get paid by the firm Yeah. and their checks come within 30 days and no one's quibbling about dollars or dimes, you know, and it becomes a very good profitable opportunity and scale. Yeah. So we have Smart. firms across the country that pay us. We have $10,000 retainers with them. So certain, you know, and I'm doing this in smaller markets than New York and Miami. So if you live in a smaller market, don't think that there's not a firm out there that's spending 10 grand or more in marketing. Go find out how much they're spending, find out how much more value you can add and do it for cheaper yep. and use that as a scalable client. Don't think like, Oh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm underselling myself. No, think of it as, okay, if I can go get this one client, that's enough work to keep one person busy. And at the end of the day, $10,000 after my expenses, I'm making three or four or five, depending on how much you pay. You're saying if you're, if you're getting the client and then you're getting somebody else to kind of go fly the properties and do that, is that what you're saying? Then you end up with three or four? That, yeah, that's what you do. You, you started out, like, if you're doing it on your own, you go get those clients on your own. You drive around every day. You shoot as many as you can. But you look for those clients as an opportunity to grow your business. You say, right. okay, where can I go get 5000 Or where can I go get 3500 Or where can I go get 10000 And wherever you can go get that, go get it. Build all the value. Take the money. And then break it down and say, okay, well, I know that 50 listings a month, that's three listings a day you know, five days a week or whatever it comes out to be. Yep. Um, and that being said, um, I know that one person can do that. And I know that the going rate is 30, 3,500 and I'm going to pay 4,500 to be nice. And I'm going to get a valuable, um, you know, employee or contractor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, then you, then you, you've, you've given them enough work to, they don't have to go look anywhere else. You can now invest in growing with them because a lot of people, what happens is in this contract industry is that you have to give up work and then they take your work. And then when you're not, you know, valuable to them anymore and they've created their own revenue, then they're not working with you anymore. Right. And so that's what you have to avoid in this, you know, contract, um, driven marketplace, contractor driven marketplace. You have to say, listen, I want to, you know, I want you to be a contractor because that's how I have to pay you. And you can tell me what jobs you don't want to go and do and what you want to do. But I want to create a baseline for you. I want to create a minimum of a work that you can guarantee yourself every month so that you know you have stability. And when someone has stability, it's a better situation for everybody involved. When yeah. they don't have stability, everybody's always looking for the next dollar. And that doesn't help you, you know. No, absolutely. That's, yeah, that's great advice. Now, so now are you guys focused mostly on, you said you're kind of, you have some of the contracts with a like larger uh, you know, brokerages and you go straight to the kind of head, the top of the brokerage. Are you guys doing a lot of, you said you're working with developers and builders. So are you guys doing progress photos for them? Or are you guys doing uh, like some, some of the modeling and mapping kind of, what kind of work are you doing there? 
All right. So I like to call my strategy in that industry is from conception to final sale. I want to be getting paid from the time the ground breaks to the time that the last sale happens. Okay. Mm -hmm. So I set myself or our company up in that, in that equation. I say, okay, where, where is conception? Well, conception's when they're buying the land, right? So I find developers that I know move land. They're developers. You know, you can call Lennar a developer, but Lennar's a builder. They do develop. Don't get me wrong, but I'm just trying to break it down. You know, you have a yeah. builder who builds homes, and then you have a developer who develops that land. And sometimes, yes, the developer is the builder, but most of the time, it's the developer developing, moving the dirt, and then entitling it and selling it to a builder. Gotcha. Cool. And so what I do is I go to the developer, and I, and I establish relationships with these developers. And most of the time, it might be, hey, Ian, go fly that development. Um, send me the video and when we get done, we're going to send it off to that developer. We've never met him before, but he'll appreciate a drone video of his community. And cool. not one person to this day has never not appreciated nor turned that 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 gift into a business opportunity. Hmm, so I awesome. highly suggest anybody who has a drone fly as much shit as you can. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. 100% success rate. If you that's do, awesome. you know, don't do it for the wrong industries, right? Right. Um, so what I do there is I say from conception to final sales. So I'm going to make money from flying over, doing the flyovers. So doing the 3d maps, doing the progression developments, you know, letting them send to the builder, you know, how much dirt they're moving every you know, week mm -hmm. or month yep. and making sure that they're staying on track, helping the development company stay on track. And then once the road is in and the first model is built, we come in and we do the drone and we do the 3d, but before the models built, I'm sorry, we do 3d animations. So we do CGI animation. We'll, we'll create a CGI animation of a whole neighborhood or just a house. Then we'll that's do cool. 3D walkthrough. Yeah, of a house um, oh, cool. that's not built yet. You know, we can do virtual reality sales centers. We do that for developers. And so that depends even, on the you know what. I was just saying that's even like kind of what you're saying before. That's a little bit. That's kind of even beyond drone related stuff. You have that's a whole like another section of skills, right? Doing that kind of that kind of. Yeah. Work. So, so the drone comes out for the uh, conception, like from the, the flyover of the development and then it goes right. back in and then it comes back out maybe to fly over the community when it's finished. Right. And then the rest of it's done, you know, remotely with, you know, the computers. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. I got you. Um, no, you know, sorry, I didn't yeah, mean and then that's where it's, and then oh, that's great. No, 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 it's fine. You don't have me anytime, bro. Um, <laughs> so, right, so you got the, strategy you, session. you got the, uh, so, so you kind of fly over, you get the, you know, while they're moving dirt and stuff, making sure they're staying on track and grading everything right. And then they, you kind of give them some 3D renderings of what the community looks like when it would be built, you're saying. Exactly. And I use drones for that because we do take a drone photo and we use that aerial perspective to build out the, the, the community. Gotcha. Um, so that, that, and then, and then once that's done, you know, then you have the first model going home and then, you know, we do the neighborhood profile or the 3D tour with the walkthrough Matterport. Um, and then we start to help them market it. So here's another valuable piece of information for anybody in this industry. If you're going to just shoot drone video and hand it off to the client, that's fine. And it's always going to be accepted, but you will not stay relevant and you will not scale up to where you could scale. And the reason being is because everybody doesn't know what to do with it. Right. Okay? We as a younger generation know that video is what's needed to be able to be taken serious, to build a brand, to sell and, you know, but they don't know that. So we hand them a drone video and then you may never even see it go up. They'll be like, this is great. This is so awesome. They show it to their clients. They show it to their you know, executive team. Everybody's like, awesome. You got the email that says this is great work. You probably use it in your you know, um, referral program or whatever, or your uh, testimonies. And in reality, they never even used it. But if you give them a drone video and say, okay, here's the drone video, but I want to come into your office tomorrow or the next week and I want to tell you how you're going to implement it. Yeah. First of all, you're going to be creating exponential value. Add. Oh, yeah. oh yeah. Secondly, Everybody else isn't doing it. Okay. And yeah. thirdly, you're going to create, you're going to 
position yourself as the authority. So can I tell you something? And no offense to people who fly drones, but you know, I have four companies or five companies, I'm sorry. Um, and they're all around the world and they're in, I focus on automotive and housing, but I'm used to building companies and I'm used to doing business with billion dollar companies and walking into the boardrooms and talking to the CEOs and consulting with them and telling them what they should be doing and being confident about it and getting that attention. And then you go put that all behind you, you go pick up the controllers of a drone and go fly. And then you got like a, a cop or a mom yelling at you and treating you like <laughs> you're just some kid with a drone. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so don't be the drone guy. You be the drone guy to get to where you're going, but understand that you can utilize that in that, that job to create so much more of it. So I used to be the drone guy, even though I came into this industry after I started other companies, I'm the CEO and chairman of other companies and I'm out flying drones because I get my hands dirty. I have an auto repair company. It's a mobile auto repair company. We operate in North Carolina and Florida. And you'll see me out there in my suit with the guys, bringing them food, jumping on wrenches under the cars because no one was available to help them, whatever it takes. Right. Yeah, that's right. So when I got in the drone industry, Exactly. But I, I started the drone companies because I said, Hey, I'm so tired of having to rely on other people. What can I do with my own hand that I can rely on myself? I don't get sick. I don't come up with excuses because if I did, I want to be where I'm at today. But then it, when you're relying on people, you have to rely on them and, and their excuses and the bullshit that they come up with every day to tell you why they couldn't make it to work or why they screwed something up. But you know that most of the time you can do it better yourself. So I was like, I'll start a drone company. And that's why I started it because I could put the controls in my hands and I could fly it. And yeah. I wouldn't have to worry about somebody getting sick or whatever you know, excuse they'd come up with. So I started as a drone pilot, but then I would go into these meetings and I'd tell people, this is what you need to be doing with it. You're doing it wrong. Hey guys, we're going to come in. I don't let them order. I tell them what they're going to order. You know, they don't call me up and say, hey, Robert, I think we want a drone video. I say, hey, I want to come in and tell you how this is going to change your marketing. Come in yeah. and say, okay, you need this, this, and this. And you do it with confidence and you provide the value behind it and the data that says you need to do it. They do it. So you walk into a meeting and you just create a thousand dollars worth of revenue because you want it to, not because they want it to. And you got to have that mindset. So you have to look at every opportunity and cause they're never going to look at it as deeply as you do. They get paid a salary. They have their stability. They get up at nine, they go home at five, they get off on the weekends and that's the end of it. They're not thinking about all the great things that they could be doing to implement and enhance their business. But if you do and you tell it to them, they're going to be more than happy to go tell their boss and look good. Yeah. Because and regardless if anybody finds out, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Keep going. No, so regardless if anybody finds out whether you were, you know, where that information or that, you know, that strategy was derived from, you're still top of mind to someone in that organization. You will be the next call that they, that they get when someone needs something else. Yeah. So I go around building value. I build 10 times value before I even ask for one. And sometimes I don't even ask for one. You know, I'm always looking into things. I sit down and I, you know, even, I might be, you know, meeting with an, an auto repair client and the next thing you know, I'm selling them drones or I'm selling them 3d or I'm selling them virtual reality, whatever it yeah. might be. Yeah. Because I go into a situation and I say, wait a second. Oh, you're marketing. But well, what are you doing for your marketing? Oh, well a drone video would definitely, you know, capture people's attention. You know, a drone video of a dealership can capture people's attention. So that's what the drone video is used for is capture yep. people's attention. Yeah. So when you're a real quick question, so when you're going in you're saying, Hey, cool, you got this drone video. Um, you know, let me show you how to use it. Are you like, what are you telling? Are you actually going in there and implementing that for them? Or are you just kind of giving them the advice? Are you guys like turn, turned into so in a kind the of a quasi marketing company or how, how are, are you yeah, charging? That's, are you that's charging what we've turned that? into? Yeah. 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 So we turned into that in the beginning though. It was just like, like it, it's going to happen to all of us as we grow in our careers, you're, you're going to pivot and you're going to realize certain things. So, you know, you start to do drones and you're like, Oh, I'll just fly drones. This is great. I'm getting paid. I'm having fun. 
And then you start to think of it on a different level. And that's when it, everything changes. That's when you say, oh, wait, this is great. I see the value here, but where can, where can we, where's the scalability at? Right. Where are the billions of dollars? Not the thousands of dollars, not the tens of thousands of dollars. Hey, I might be happy with millions, but where are the billions? Because that's scalability. Yeah. And so you have to apply that mindset and it makes people be like, oh, that's crazy. You, know, you don't have to think like that. Well, it's mathematical. Ask anybody who's very wealthy and most of them will tell you that if, if they worked hard for it, that it was mathematical. They were saying it's an equation. It's like if I tap this industry and this industry is worth X dollars, and if I take point, and people do it in their um, pitches all the time, oh, this is a $5 billion yeah. industry, and if I take a percentage of it, you know, we'll be a billion-dollar company. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool, but it's a, it's a good place to start. And the ones yeah. that actually get there are the ones who you know, have the wherewithal and the, the knowledge and the determination. You can and actually so, see where the value is to implement it, right? Exactly. So, yeah, we start, like I would walk in and I'd tell them they needed to use it more, just just test it out and they'd be like yeah please come in and i'm like oh shit i don't really know how i'm going to tell them to use that more because then i would have to go do research but a lot of it's <laughs> figured out yeah yeah so, you just figure it out as you go now it's not fake until you make it it's figured out as you go right okay there's a big difference between it you know like tell somebody okay i'll see you tomorrow i'll come in tomorrow and tell you how to use that video i may not know how to use that video but that's the joy of the internet we jump on the internet and you talk to a bunch of you know um people who know what they're doing and you go in there the next day and you you quote them and utilize some terminology that you know is a buzzword in their industry and it, it just takes off from there and then you become better at it and then you become more knowledgeable and then you don't have to read it anymore it just comes off the top of your head because it's there right well with that model what's nice is it's like forcing you to learn something hey i gotta force myself to figure out how to give them some value uh, right now. And if you're just, and if you're just full of it, people will figure that out pretty quick and it won't last that long. But the way you're doing it, it sounds like you're actually forcing yourself to learn real value for them. And then they're going, Oh wow, that's is actually is great. And yeah. it continues up. From I'm there. not faking it till I make it and I'm figuring out as I go along. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. And, and so, you, and you, and you just taught me that. So thank you. <laughs> so, um, so for, for jobs now, so like if you were, if you were given some advice for someone kind of coming in, um, you know, we've talked about it a little bit already, you know, saying, hey, real estate's a good place to start just because of exposure and, and experience, not necessarily that you're going to get rich just shooting, you know, real estate videos. Uh, kind of, if you were going to say, hey, let's, if, if, for, if, you're, if you're a one-man show, right, or let's say somebody's doing this on the side, you know, what would, be, what would be your piece of advice to them? Like, hey, here's a good path forward for you to be able to make some money, um, even if it's just even if they are just wanting only, you know, Hey, I just want to make a couple thousand bucks on the side. You know, what's a good way for me to get started? Like what would be? Your okay. It's called the one, go to one to reach a thousand mentality. All right. So it's so hard to market to a thousand people separately, but it's not hard to market to one person who will then take your message. to a thousand. So I guess in the new day and age, they call it influencer marketing or whatever you want to call it. But you know, the pastor of a church or the principal of a high school, you, I guess if you want to call them an influencer, they are because they influence right. you know, the people around them. Um, and so I would say, well, let's just come up with a business case here. So I'm actually walking my dog right now and I'm in front of a school that's outside of my neighborhood, elementary school. So I know looking at this elementary school as we speak right now, I can see several different opportunities. So I could see, okay, well, the, I'm sure they have sports events, PE class. That's definitely something cool that parents would love to see their kids and drones and so forth. Um, I know that probably soccer kids there, you know, people who play soccer. Um, let's see the school, you know, maybe it's, this is not the newest school, but let's say it was a new school. Someone won't show it off. So like, and, and as I'm talking about the school, 
I was thinking, okay, well, my use case will be the school. Now I'm going outside the school. Now I'm going to like, well, how many schools are built every year? Right. Mm-hmm. And I, wait, the developer, there's his sign. Uh, not really here, but yeah, you yeah. know, there's a developer sign who develops these schools. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do a drone video of this school. I'm going to go to the developer. I'm going to give it to him as a gift. I'm going to find his email address. And when he enge- re-engages, which most likely he will, because you just gave him a gift. Mm-hmm. Um, that's my opportunity to say, hey, man, how many schools are you building in this area? Or how many are you doing a month or a year? Right? Yep. And once his answer is there, then I start to say, hey, well, listen, I wanted to tell you, you know, I, I did this video for you because I think it's great. And I think that as you scale your business and try to go out and get more schools to build, it's a great showcase piece for you to showcase your school. But as well, it's a great gift to give to the school when you're done. So now I just used two different strategies and said, hey, let's make this a sales tool, one, and then tool, let's, let's make it a gift. And I've done that with real estate agents. Real estate agents don't want to pay because it hasn't sold yet. Mm-hmm. So I say, okay, well, cool. Well, why don't you call me when the house sells? We'll come do a drone video and that's your gift to the buyer. We're going to put your logo on it. We're going to give it to the buyer. The buyer's going to say, look at my new home on social media and your logo will be all over it. You'll mm-hmm. get all that free advertising. Yeah, that, yeah that's right? great. Same thing applied here. So now yeah. I said, hey, not only do you need it in the beginning, you need it in the end. You need it to, and hey, wait a second. You probably would help you save money and resources if I came out and did a 3D map every month that you're building these schools. And then I'd show them the actionable data the actual insight that you could take from the data that we create. And he'd be like, Oh, this is great. He'd give it to us, you know, um, foreman on the job. And the foreman would be like, Oh man, I can definitely see how much time and money we could save by having access to 3d maps of our jobs as we go along. Yeah. No, so that's how I would do it. I love so it. You just use like that see, mythology seeing opportunity yeah. everywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's all that this life is full of opportunity. Walk out your door and it'll hit you in the face. <laughs> I mean, well, but a lot of people don't think like that though. A lot of people, they just, they get into a routine. They just, you know, they kind of got blinders on or they're just scared to try something new. I mean, for you, obviously, you know, you're an entrepreneur. Like you said, you started several companies. So for you, you're just like, you're in it. But for a lot of people, I'm a businessman. They're, 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 they don't, go ahead. No, it's business. Like I hate the word entrepreneurship, dude. Uh, I'm sorry. I I can't stand entrepreneurship, the lean startup method, all that bullshit that people try to, it's human. It's it's common sense and people want to monetize human nature. So they say, okay, well, let's take this common sense because not everybody uses it. And then we'll put it in a book and then I'll sell it. Or let's put out a Forbes article, tell you the 10 ways you can be an entrepreneur. So everybody who reads it, that doesn't meet the 10 ways automatically thinks that they're a failure in life and doesn't become an entrepreneur. You know, entrepreneurship, being a businessman or woman, it's in your DNA. It's called the hunter gatherer. You get up, you go hunt and you gather and you eat and feed yourself. It just so happens that we have to gather more of these days to feed ourselves. And we have, it's not just feeding ourselves nutrition. It's also feeding ourselves emotionally, physically, financially. So, um, you know, human, it's in all of us. You just have to want to go do it. Yeah. And I mean, the definition of an entrepreneur be- is a person who organizes and operates a business. I mean, according to the dictionary. Yes. So that's kind of yeah. what I was going Of course. Yeah. <laughs> no, and you're 100% right. I'll just give you my feedback because no, yeah, I, I moved out at 15. So I may yeah. be 30 years old, but I moved out at 15 and I had to start really young. And my friends are 50, 60, and 70 years old, bro. Like I do have younger friends, but th- most of the people that are younger, they just work with me. And, yeah. you know, we've established that relationship. But I'm a very, like, old school way of thinking. I apply, let's call it the millennial mindset because I am a millennial. But at the same time, you know, when I came, when I was 15 and 16 on the streets, I had to figure out a way to be valuable to the, the 30 and 40 and the 50 year olds doing business. Right. And so I had to start to consume and understand what's valuable to them. So yeah. I did that. Yeah, and, awesome. you know, I thrive in that environment now. 
Um, but what happens is like people get on social media and talk about, Oh, well, if you're not creating video, like Gary Vee will tell you, you know, you're going to fail, you know, why are all these big billion dollar companies going under? And a lot of it, there's some truth there, but a lot of it's just scare tactics. Yeah, and, yeah. um, no, so I know there's a lot really, of hype just be and buzz smart. around that. Yeah. It's all just use your common sense. God gave it to you. You have free will and God given common sense. You can utilize your free will to implement the common sense. And once you do, you'll see things differently and you'll act accordingly. Um, but as, as long as you don't implement your common sense, you always look at things through society's vision because that's what you learned. And you'll just stay complacent. You're like, Oh, I got my nine to five. Yep. I got my stability. Yeah. Go to work nine, come home at five, hang out, do the same, you know, hang out on the weekends and go back and then I'll retire one day. So, I mean, and that's cool. There's nothing wrong with having that mentality, but anybody who's going to start a drone business or any kind of business can't have that mentality. Yep. Otherwise you're just better off taking your skill set and applying it to some stability that will pay you good enough for your yep. time and effort. Absolutely, dude. Well, Robert, I'm not going to keep you anymore. I really appreciate your time. Uh, but real quick, before we go, uh, if people want to find out more about you, where would be the best place to go? Like social media, website, where, where's the best place for people to read more about you? I'll tell you what, I am on social media. I don't really like social media. I don't have time for it, but I do have time to give back and help people. So I am on Facebook and I'm on LinkedIn and you're more than welcome to request me as a friend or connection and I will accept it. And you can ask me any question you want and I'll either get to it right then or very soon after. Cool. And what's your website for people who just want to find out more about your company? Ariellook.com. Ariellook.com. Awesome. Cool. Well, we'll link all that stuff uh, in the show notes to the interview. But again, Robert, thank you so much uh, for chatting with us and your time and just um, just giving all that awesome um, just advice and just story about how you got started. I know a lot of people will, uh, you know, get pumped up about it and, and really appreciate it. So thanks, man. Hey, David, thank you for all you're doing. I think it's a blessing to the community. And again, like I told you in the beginning, a lot of our pilots have used your course and have passed the test because of it the first time. So um, anybody out there that's looking for, you know, a very thorough um, testing, uh, I don't know what you call it, but a, pro- a program, yeah, this yeah. is it. So I appreciate awesome. what you've done for the community and I appreciate you having me a part of the show. Thanks, dude. No, I appreciate it. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening to that. If you've made it this far, that means you made it through the entire podcast episode, which I really appreciate and love. Um, Again, not to be annoying, but if you really like this podcast, go over, smash the five-star button on iTunes. It helps us out a lot. Um, iTunes uses that to say, ooh, which podcasts are better or worse. So if you're enjoying it, hit that button. Again, if you're not, shoot an email to me david at dronelaunchacademy.com, and I will work to make it better. There's no point in putting out a podcast uh, that people don't enjoy or don't find useful. So let me know. I'm always open to feedback. I don't have a big ego, so feel free to to let it all out. Um, A couple things before we totally wrap up. Always for our podcast listeners, we have a $50 promo code for our Part 107 exam prep course. And if you're listening, you probably know what that is, but if you don't, Uh, To fly drones commercially in the United States, the FAA, who's in charge of all the airspace, requires you to have a license called the Remote Pilot Certificate. Some people get mad when I say license. I'm just saying license because that's a common term that people know. It's technically a certificate. Um, You can call it a commercial drone license, some people call it, but it's technically called the Remote Pilot Certificate, to be precise. Uh, And that allows you to operate drones for commercial purposes in the U.S. So we have a prep course for that exam. The exam is a 60-question test that you have to go into an FAA testing center uh, and take in person. Um, It's not the world's hardest exam, but you do have to know things like uh, reading airspace and sectional charts and 
aviation weather and regulations. It's not something where you could just go in cold and take it and pass. You definitely need to study. Um, so we've had over 8,000 people go through our prep course for that test uh, with an over 99% pass rate. Also, the best thing that I like that most people really like is if you fail, not only will we refund whatever you paid for the course, but we will pay an, pay you an extra $150 so that you can go retake the test um, on us. Or if you change your mind, you're like, I failed it once, I don't want to try again, we'll refund you, your, or we'll give you $150, and you're out $0 for the whole experience. So um, we don't have to do that often because usually people pass the test. Uh, that's kind of the whole point. But that option is available to, to sort of take the risk off of you for trying. So we want people to get out there, try it, expand the horizons. So if you want to jump in, you can go to courses.dronelaunchacademy.com, promo code podcast50. Don't worry, there will be a link in the show notes to this uh, episode of the podcast. Uh, we also have some discounts on some other courses we offer, like Aerial Video A to Z, which is all about cinematography, framing, editing, all the video, cool stuff with drones, and then another one, Aerial Photo Pro, which is similar, but for photography, taught by award-winning drone photographer Alex Harris, good friend of mine, cool guy, really funny in his course, too. It kind of, as you go through it, it makes he'll make you laugh. He throws in some one-liners in there. Uh, and then we have a new course that's going to be released, hopefully in the next few weeks here, um, Aerial Roof Inspection Pro. We had about 50 people go through that one uh, over the last two months, sort of as a test group. Um, we're collecting all their feedback. I'm actually flying out to San Diego right after this um, to finish up filming a few uh, small extra add-ons we're going to do, and we're, we're kind of adding to the course and improving it based on the feedback we got. And then we will release it to the public. So there will be a waiting list um, for that coming soon. And uh, keep a look in your emails for that. Uh, if you're not on our email list, just go to dronelaunchacademy.com and at the top, a little bar will pop up where you can sign up there uh, and get more info when the wait list for that opens up. But essentially, that allows you to do roof surveys with drones so you can see details of roof damage and you can get cool reports of like square footage and the angles of everything. It allows roofers, uh, insurance adjusters, and um, solar installers to can get the information they need without always having to get up on the roof or get in dangerous places. So um, that's a fun course uh, that I've enjoyed working on with uh, a couple other um, partners who are experts in that field. Okay, well, that's all we have for today. Again, be sure to tune in next week for another episode. Uh, we're going to have 10 interviews total in this first season. And if you want to apply for season two, if you have any type of drone business, you're making money with drones, at least $1,000 a month, um, we would love to have you on and feature you on the podcast. So um, let us know. There will be an application again in the link to the show notes. So go check that out uh, at dronelaunchacademy.com. You can go to like that and click on blog and you can find the podcast uh, show notes there okay everybody happy flying enjoy your week and take care mm-hmm.